We are perfectly not normal. I'm Epi. And I'm Michaela. We love storytelling, so we have made this podcast a storytelling podcast. We invite different people with amazing stories and we give them the platform to share their life. We have learned so much from our past episodes and we're ready to learn more. Although our situation has changed on the way we record, we are still able to tell stories through Zoom. In this season, we're not able to record face-to-face, but through Zoom, it has allowed us to hear stories from all over the country. This is season three of Perfectly Not Normal. Okay, so we're back. This is season three of Perfectly Not Normal. We are so glad that you're listening. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, you were able to find this podcast really well. We are available on every podcast platform, Um, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, anything at all, we are here. You can also find us on social media. We have Facebook, and we also have Instagram. So yeah, look up Perfectly Not Normal. We're there. You can find out more about who we are and the stories we're able to tell. So this week, we have two guests, and Epi actually knows them. So Epi, you can give a little preview. So to put it into simple words so that they can introduce themselves and kind of tell their own story, I know these girls because I went to church with them and I wasn't really close with them at first because they were way older than me. They were just like the cool kids at church and I'm just like, all right, not my people. Cool. But then they came back as employees of the church and that's how I really got to know them. And so, I don't know, now they're like two of my best friends. They're so funny. Um, I consider them my mentors. They have shared a lot of stories, a lot of good and bad stuff. It's like, it's perfect. I love them so much. And you already um, insulted our two guests. You said way. And I saw their faces and they were like, ouch. I said what? You you said way older. And I was like. I didn't say way older. They were like. I was like. They they look pretty young to me, Epi. High school. So, you know. Cool. All right. You guys can unmute yourself. And so you guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves. You're going to say your name, where you are in life, and seventh favorite let's do kids church worship song i was gonna say the same thing (laughs) but i was gonna say kids bop but that also works (laughs) okay so i'm olivia where i'm at in life is a very open-ended question um i'm way older than epsima or epi sorry you guys call her epi i'm 25 so basically um five years older and i'm basically ancient (laughs) I am um, a youth pastor and, yeah, living my best life in the Berg, in Harrisonburg. Um, and seventh favorite worship, kids' worship song, I, you know the one that's like making melodies in my heart where you have yes. to like your tongue out and your, your head? Seventh favorite? I didn't like it. Like, I liked it because I knew it, but I didn't like it because there were just too many things. Like, it was too much, mm. too much for me. I don't even know that one. Oh. I feel like I'm not even a church girl who it's goes like, to church. We also you had, like, that. very specific, like, church songs. We had, like, the popular ones, but we also had, like, VBS songs. Right. VBS songs rock, but... <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> fine. It's pretty hot, though. I don't know. The new... I like the new VBS VBS stuff. isn't really my scene, but anyway... I don't know anything about that world. <laughs> Um, I'm Aubrey. I'm a ministry assistant. I am Olivia's assistant. And then I also work in communications at the church. 
Um, I'm also Olivia's roommate. So I'm I also in Harrisonburg, yeah. Virginia. Um, my seventh favorite worship song, mm-hmm. I think it's probably Big Big House. Oh, yeah. What? That one's, that that one's like top five. I yeah. like the, you know, it's not quite Farrah Pharaoh, but it's not, <laughs> I want to see Jesus lift it up, which is like. All right. Oh, my. Oh, is number one. Maybe number two. Unless you give me other ideas, it's number one right now. My favorite one. This is number one. I don't know why I really like that song of the book of the Bible, like all the books in the Bible and test the first testament. Exodus. You're just singing the. Okay. You must have been Pastor Camelot's era. (laughs) We were Pastor Vic. Pastor Vic. I was also a pastor of Vic, okay? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I would like to add that Aubrey did not say that she's also, like, an old 25. <laughs> I'm, so, t- I'm older than Olivia. She is. So, so I'm 25. I'm almost 26. Wow. So, anyways, I just that. young. So young. The but reason I said old is because literally I was an infant compared to you guys. I felt... Like literally a baby. You were an infant compared to our five years old. <laughs> yes, you guys were like cool kids at church. Sorry. I'm sorry, I'll really drop it now. But you just <laughs> you get at the cafe and just talk, and I would be like behind my mom, like ooh, the high school kids. Gosh, yeah, five year old. We're high so schoolers. scary. You really were. <laughs> Kidding. All right, let's just jump into it before I say more. <laughs> So how about we start out with um, you guys, Olivia, you said you are, you know how you met Aubrey, yeah. if you remember it. Maybe we can start with that and then just. It's very, very vivid in my head. So um, before, this might not, okay. Our church added, added an addition after you were there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the sanctuary was like the only part of the church. And so we were in one of the classrooms on the balcony of the sanctuary. And we had a mutual friend um, and she introduced me to Aubrey on the balcony. And I don't remember much. Like I don't remember anything else about that Sunday. I just remember like my friend Abby saying, this is my friend Aubrey, we go to school together and they just started going to our church. And that's where it all began. That's where it started. Yeah. And I think we were like eight. Yeah, I think I was maybe in first grade. So my family's been there. And her family, your family's been there since like the year I was born. Twenty-five years. She was a babe. Twenty-five long years. Um, her mom's also a pastor at our church, um, so they have a long history at the church. Yeah, my dad works there too now. So, yeah, yeah, that's how we met. Mm -hmm. Grew up going to Sunday school together. Yes, with Mr. Ray. With Mr. Ray. Yeah. Um, and then we got into youth group. Should we, talk, should we talk about you? Well, I guess we could talk about Jellystone. Yeah. Do you want to hear about Jellystone? I don't even know what Jellystone is. One of our, <laughs> one of our fondest <laughs> memories of as being kids mm-hmm. is going to this, this campground called Jellystone Park, I think. Yeah. And it's like an hour away and everything is Yogi Bear themed. Like everything. Yeah. So like there's like a mini golf and um, – a huge water slide. Was this like a part of the church or just like a oh, no. 
No, no, no. If you know anything about um, Rockingham County area, which is where we live, um, when I say it's in Luray, that should speak a lot about okay, yeah, vibe of yeah. this camp. So I know not everyone will understand, but yeah. So from the Midwest, I don't understand <laughs> any of that. It's kind of like in the boonies, yeah. If that makes sense, it's yeah. like really okay. kind of in the middle of nowhere. Okay. But it was this amazing campground yeah, for we kids. Loved it. And that was like one of our fondest memories is like going to jail. And we want to go back. We're like, let's take students and like relive our childhood. And it's like, no, so, yeah. it, oh my gosh. It's just, it's amazing. I remember going and being like, there's a 100 foot long water slide. Yeah. Like, like that was the biggest deal. And then now I know like that's not really a big deal, but it was very fun. Yeah. So we like stayed in a camper. Yeah. We also have a lot of pictures from that. So I think that's yeah. why we like talk about it a lot. Cause we're like, we remember it. Right. Um, so yeah, we, you know, hung out as kids Our we both have sisters. Mm-hmm. And so we would hang out like our sisters and us would hang out. Um, and then youth group. So then we got into youth group. Right. Um, and obviously, you know, things change when you get in like middle school and high school. <laughs> Things change, people change. <laughs> people people change, change after middle school and high school, I would just like yeah, to say. Which is all good. It's yeah. all good stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's when we were introduced to our now lead pastor yeah. at our church, Pastor Adrian, who's been a huge influence in both and, and Epsilon's life, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, he was our youth pastor at the time. He was our youth pastor. I what mean, stories do we have from youth group? Youth group was a fun time. Yeah, it was different <laughs> than it is now. Yeah, so I will say that like me and Aubrey were obviously always friends, yeah. but we had like very different circles. Yes. Like groups of yeah. people that we hung out with. So like I think the simplest way I can say this is that Aubrey was like into theater. Yeah. And I was like into the FFA. So <laughs> I she was the president. So I, I'm assuming you know what the FFA is since you're from the Midwest. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was, I would like to say that I was very proud to be the president of the FFA. I am. I'm proud of that. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So all that to say, we just, you know, while Aubrey was like performing in a spring musical, musical, musical. Like, you know, so just like different, different vibes yeah but we we grew up going to youth group like we we were always in small groups together and we would hang out sometimes like outside of church but we went to different middle schools elementary schools and then we went to high school together right that's when she was involved in ffa and i like did like choir and theater and nerdy stuff like that um like ffa is not nerdy well no (laughs) i guess it can be um you don't have to act like ffa is the cool option it's the cool extracurricular yeah but yeah we didn't really know each other i guess that well in high school yeah see i find that like so mind-blowing because if i like met you guys right now and got to hang out with you guys i would assume you guys were best friends since like ever no. No. I mean, we've always been friends, ever, like, since we met. Yeah, but we never, like, really knew each other. Yeah. We didn't know each other um, until, like, well, obviously. Like, now. now? <laughs> <The past couple laughs> like, after we graduated college. Which, yeah, we'll get to. But we ended up, we went to NYC together, um, which was, like, huge for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's kind of, like, when my call to ministry started. 
was like when I realized what like worship and like missions and ministry with other people could look like on such a big scale. And that was when I was in Louisville. So it was 2011 and that's Nazarene youth conference. If you're not aware of what that is. Um, and that's when our pastors transitioned. Mm-hmm. And that also was like a huge kind of turning point for yeah. me is like our pastor that had been the youth pastor for so long decided to transition out. Um, and then our now lead pastor who was our youth pastor came in um, and became like our full-time youth pastor. See, that was my first year of going into youth. Oh. A sixth grader. So I came in straight into with like Adrian being my pastor. Yeah. I yeah. did. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's what I remember. We yeah. were in eighth grade, right? When he came in? Seventh. We were in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. You were in uh, seventh? So yeah. episode, you must have been a little Maybe, young. Maybe I came in after. I don't know. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Yeah. See, I think, I say I came in because I have, I went to winter retreat and it, the theme was upside down and it says 2011. So I'm like, I went there. So I must have obviously been yeah. a part of it. You're probably right. Yeah. I usually don't know what I'm talking about, so I believe you. I do remember, Epsava, when you were little, I was telling Olivia this earlier, I remember you being like this, like, I remember seeing you sing one morning, and you were like, the just like, I was like, who is this girl? Like, you had no fear. <laughs> I remember you were just up on the stage, you like, knew who you were, you were confident, and you were like, so talented. And yeah. that was like my first time <laughs> I do, I think, and you were really little. Like lower elevation. I was fetus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I want to know more of this. No, you don't. I have plenty of Exmo stories like locked no. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, should we I guess we were in high school. Yeah. Anything else interesting from being in high school? I mean, there's so much to say, but nothing that we really need to get into about high school. Um yeah. we always yeah. I will say, I will say this, this kind of, this kind of relates to our, the, the later on our story. I did not like youth group very much. Right. Olivia was like tried and true youth group. Yeah. So she went to like every event, every trip. Um, like she went to church camp. I hated church camp. Like I would not go. And I really, I was like really introverted. So I didn't always like going to youth group. And so I wasn't as involved, but I did really love it and I appreciated it. But she was like really, really fully involved. I'm very extroverted. So I was like, anytime that I can be with people, please, please let me go. I would love to go to that. So I was always there. Yeah. Um, So we have like different experiences, like in like thinking about high school, our experiences are really different. But even with youth group, like, yeah, I'll always say, like, do you remember that time? And she's like, I wasn't there. I didn't go. I, didn't go to that. I wasn't. I just <laughs> didn't. I wasn't like a big people person at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely influenced me. Like youth group for sure influenced me. Um, I think just us differently. Yeah. But then we went to college. Yes. And I really tried to convince Aubrey to go to the college I went yes. to, <laughs> which did not happen, which yes. was good we both had yeah. really different but good college experiences I yeah think. um so I went to Eastern Nazarene College in Boston um I went to Asbury University in Wilmore Kentucky yeah and then we really like we connected some in college but we really connected when we, we both back. moved back here yeah. um and that's when we became like really good friends mm-hmm. um you know we worked together and lived together so we spend a lot of time together yeah And I think that, I mean, that's like where my call to ministry started. And I think yours kind of 
began in college. At, in college. Yeah. And so then going through college, going through our experiences separately, and then we both end up back in Harrisonburg. Mm-hmm. Finally coming back, um, Fresh out of college, we're probably at that stage where it's like, all right, so what's next? So let's talk about how you guys got to where you are now. Yeah, those so our stories are so different yeah. in that. Um, but I, I basically, um, I won't. Tr- I'll try to make this short. Basically, in college, I like, I knew that I was going to go into ministry after my freshman year. I didn't know what that would look like. And I spent some time like thinking I'd stay in Boston and some time like wanting to come home, but ultimately knew that there was like a job offer for me as the pastor of student ministries at our church. Um, And it took me like, that was like that division for me coming on staff for that. Actually, our current lead pastor, Pastor Adrian, who was my youth pastor, started speaking that to me like my sophomore year of college. And like asking me to come back to intern and I was like oh like I resisted for a long time but um like prayed about it obviously and um came back as the pastor and accepted that job my senior year of college and literally came back two weeks after graduation and started working full-time um as a youth pastor so yeah that's how I got there yeah you want to share how you Mine took a little longer. So I graduated. Um, I was a psychology major. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I had done ministry in school and I kind of started feeling led to do ministry uh, as like as full time. And so I came home. I, I did not want to come home. And I've had conversations with Olivia about this. I, I love Kentucky. I wanted to stay there. Um, I just it was just a really transforming period in my life. And I wanted to like, you know, I wanted to stay around my friends. Um, but the Lord had other plans and I moved home. I didn't have any plans in Kentucky. So I knew I needed to come home. Um, and it was, it was so hard. It was the transition. A lot of, I know a lot of kids will do the same thing, transition home and just have no idea what to do next. Cause you feel like college is going to give you your direction. And it definitely molded me. It definitely gave me an identity, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I came home. Um, I didn't work that summer. And then Olivia and Adrian, our lead pastor again, kind of schemed and schemed. Not schemed. I don't schemed. know. Hmm. Was it that fall that I was uh, I was a temp? Yeah. Okay. So our the current um, student ministries assistant was studying abroad in Spain. Um, and so they asked me to come on and uh, like part time and help with youth um, during the fall. And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, so I did that for the fall. And then I kind of transitioned out and I still wasn't really sure what I wanted to do if I wanted to do youth. Um, and then and the assistant came back. She was finishing school and she came back. Um, and then that summer, um, I worked at the daycare at our church with middle schoolers, um, which was <laughs> fun. I completely forgot you did that. Um, But so, so I'm so glad I did it. It was really fruitful, um, but it was really hard. Um, And then I moved into this house with Olivia and our friend Julie, um, who's the children's pastor. So we were all under one roof. 
Um, and I worked at, I started working in the daycare and then this was like two years later, I think a year later, two years later, yeah. 2018. Um, they asked me to, um, to work full time with student ministries and communications. And I said, yes. <laughs> so and here we are. Now, here we are. So sorry. Mine took a little longer. No, oh, it's, it's so I fun. Actually, like I remember meeting me and Aubrey came back from school and we met yeah. at this coffee shop. Um, and I remember like coming home and saying to my mom, like, I think Aubrey needs to work with me. And I also really like hope she is my roommate one day. And that was like in 2017, like before all this happened. And it was like, I remember feeling like this is taking so long for my dreams to come true. Um, but obviously it was like the right process and yeah. the right time. And yeah. So. Honestly, I'm glad you guys are working together. You guys are hilarious. It's like oh, iconic duo. You. That's so nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about, um, you know, going to school for being a psychology major and then totally flipping around and being a minis in ministry. Yeah. Like, tell me about, like, that process and, like, how God guided you there. Yeah. So I, I knew going into college, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I loved psych because I took some psych class classes in high school. And so I was like, you know what? I'm interested in people. I'm interested in like behaviors and communication. So I was like, let me try psych. Um, and then I was also an equine minor, which is one of the reasons I went to Asbury because they have a huge like equine program. And so I thought I wanted to work with horses at one point, And then I realized, sorry, oh, equine. horses. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said econ. And I was like, I need to. <laughs> it was like horses. And I died. I'm like, wait, what? Sorry. Yeah. And equine <laughs> to like dead. working with when you When you said horses, I watched Epi's face and we were both like, oh. <laughs> okay that's so funny so that was another you know working through that sort of and I still I mean I still love horses but that wasn't a call for me vocationally um so I stuck with psych and it was a tough major and I loved it I loved being a psych major but I knew I didn't want to do like go get my master's which is like you pretty much to do anything you have to you have to go get your master's and that's just not what my heart was. I was like, I know I don't want to pay all this extra money to do something that I kind of feel like I have a skill in. And so like probably early on, I knew I wasn't going to have um, post-education. Um, and so I still, I had no idea what I want to do. And I thought maybe I want to do research and I was like, mm, not for me. Cause I'm too much of like a relational person. Um, and I did, I did summer ministry team one year, which I think you guys have uh, all of it. Um, so like that, when you go out and you're in a band and you do different. Yeah. Except so we yeah. had a youth team and we had a band team. So I was on the kids team. Um, and that like changed my life, just being on summer ministry team and seeing like what ministry could be. Um, and I still think about it. Like to this day, I'm like how the Lord kind of like worked in me that summer to like see like what I was gifted in and like what I loved. Um, and so I think that's kind of like where my call to ministry kind of started. Um, and then, so I graduated, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I felt, I, I, I noticed that the Lord kind of called me to things in other people. So I never felt like a super clear calling in life until like I was able to have conversations with other people. 
Um, and that's when it became clear that I like in college, like there's times I spent more time like in the practice rooms, like playing and worshiping music than I did like doing homework. And like, I enjoyed that environment. That's like that, um, like a Christian church environment. Like I like couldn't imagine myself working in any other environment. Um, so then that's what it was like a slow fade into a calling. Um, but then when I started to work at the church, I was like, okay, like obviously like other people kind of see this in me and it's something I just need to embrace and like, um, like spearhead for myself. Um, so I think it was like when other people started to kind of call that out in me is when I really started to see and my eyes were kind of open to like what God had planned for me in ministry. So it wasn't like a, like angels coming down from heaven. It was a really slow process. Um, but I can, today I can confidently say I'm called to ministry, but I love, like my psych degree has helped me a lot. Um, especially working with students. So I'm really, really thankful for my degree. Um, but my plans changed a little bit. Hey, it's perfectly not normal. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. And this one actually goes to Olivia. You mentioned that you were asked to be an intern over the summer in sophomore year of college. Is that when that idea started getting planted into your head? Like working in ministry, working with youth? Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like my age right now. I yeah. could not imagine taking that information like, is this what you want to do? Is this not what you want to do? And like, I would just want to hear about what you thought and your experiences as a, as an intern. Yeah. So it was actually, I'm trying, I always get the timeline messed up. I think it was the summer of my sophomore year that I, um, that Pastor Adrian kind of started like speaking that to me. And then it was no, I lied. It was during my sophomore year because I came back that summer as an intern. Um, and it, it was overwhelming. Um, I mean, like everyone always said, like ministry is kind of a beast, you know, like especially youth ministry is like really fun. Like it's a really genuinely fun job. But when you start to like understand like the brokenness that your students carry and like, you know, all these things, it's, it's actually really, it's not just fun. Like it's really hard. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I had to learn because going into that internship, I was like, this is going to be the best summer. Like I'm so excited, you know? And then it was like actually really challenging. Um, and so I remember like having a good summer, but then like, is this really what I want? Like, is this really um, something I can handle? And um, so actually the next summer, um, our youth pastor went on sabbatical. So he was gone the whole summer. Um, so he asked me to come back that summer and kind of like be the youth pastor for the summer, which was a really unique experience that I don't think a lot of interns get. Um, and so he kind of let, he let me like plan the whole summer and, um, and run it so that it would kind of be like a trial period to see if like I was a good fit, if I, um, like enjoyed it, you know, all the things. And so that was even more, like, that was even more challenging. But I think, um, that summer I left like pretty confident, um, knowing that that was the path I would take. 
but yeah, there were like a lot of times where I was like, I don't know, this is really hard. Like, I don't know if this is really for me. And, you know, I really believe that ministry is a calling and obviously it's not something that we can do on our own. So that is like the biggest thing I think that I learned, um, like during those two years. And it, it obviously like, having that information that early on, like that it was an option for me in college was really helpful as I looked, like took classes and um, was able to prepare maybe even more so um, because I knew where I was going with it. So it, it, it was overwhelming, but it was also helpful to kind of know like this is the end goal. And so you need to prepare in these ways. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, I, I I interned at a church um, last summer, and at the beginning, I remember they were like, "Yeah, the ministry is hard," and I'm like, "But this sounds so much fun! Like, what do you mean?" And, and by the end of the summer, I was like, "Yeah, ministry is hard." Do you could you guys shed more light on on some of like the things that are hardest for you right now in your job right now? If that, I know that's like a deep question, oh, and no, if you just want to be yet. like brush past it, like that's totally okay too. No, no, no. I mean, uh, do you you want me to go? Go, okay. yeah, go for it. <laughs> Obviously, there's like so much happening in our world right now. I mean, let's just start with like the beginning of 2020. Like it derailed ministry. Mm-hmm. Like. Talk about like throwing away your calendar, which is really sad because we work really hard to plan uh, our like semesters. We go by semesters. And so it was really like sad to have to um, give all that up. Um, So, you know, that was really challenging and it's still something we're trying to navigate um, how to do ministry right now. Um, And yeah, so and like that's my first thought is like, you know, where it's already really hard but then like you know fast forward to like present times like there is already so much that our students struggle with and there's already so many big issues um with like gender and identity um and even like understanding the way god loves them and like is calling them to obedience it's like so hard um to articulate that in a way that is um, like true for our students, Mm -hmm. you know? And so again, like trying to still be that voice in their life right now is really hard. But also like everything that's happening right now with um, the Black Lives Matter movement and like seeing our kids like so broken over this has been really really challenging and I think I mean like I said how real do you want me to get but like trying to figure out right now like how to speak how to use truthful words and like share with them hope and when it doesn't feel hopeful um is like really hard right now because there are so many things that feels like it is there against them Um, So trying to like understand how to bring hope to that is right now where I'm really struggling. Um, So, yeah, yeah, we can't even, it's hard because we're like, we can't even see that most of them, right? Like we've seen some of them. um, 
And it's hard because like the kid, I feel like this gen, this Gen Z, we talk about our kids being Gen Z, like the majority of them are like, they're kind of virtual, but they're also kind of not. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to kind of connect with them, not in person. Like our students love meeting in person. Like they love community. They love being with each other and they can't. And not only have they been through school, like struggling through school work and like finishing that, um, they can't even come to church on Sunday or Sunday morning and Sunday night. Like they, it's a lot of, a lot of the, our kids, their families don't even go to church. Like they come themselves. Right. And like the, when the world is normal, their when the world is, don't go to church. Yeah. yeah. And so they can't, they don't even really have that option. So I think it's just been hard to like, because there there's brokenness in all of them. They all are struggling with things and it's hard to feel like we can like release our hands and say like right now there's not much we can do like we can pray we can be consistent we can be a listening ear virtually on social media or phone call um but we can't be with them Mm -hmm. um and i think that's hard because a lot of times when you're in your group when when you're with your students you kind of have a feel of what's going on Mm -hmm. you kind of have a sense because we have we have we have a really big like small group mentality in our youth group and so a lot of the kids will share openly there um but we don't even really have that um so I think that's just been, I just felt sad and I feel like it's just hard for them. And I agree for them because I can't even imagine what it would have been like if I was a high schooler yeah, during right this now. time. Yeah. So, or yeah. a middle, our middle schooler, I yeah. mean, they go through the, a lot of the same yeah. things, but. Um, right. We've like worked really hard to build a kind of ministry that is very relational. Like it's not teaching focused. It's not even food focused, which is, you know, also really <laughs> a huge important. part. Of yeah. <laughs> but it's very much like discussion, relationship focused. That's what we spend the majority of the time doing. And so it feels like that was really like taken away from mm-hmm. not only us, but them. And it's just like, how do you work through such a hard time when you can't even like lean on the kind of ministry that you've like built, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, youth pastors everywhere are saying the same thing, but it's tough. It really is tough. Yeah, but your jo- your guys' job is so important because, like, the ages that these kids are at, like, is really forming ages, and, it, and it's going to impact them their entire lives. So what you guys are doing is very important. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> when I was in middle and high school, I absolutely loved going to youth. Uh, like that sense of community of gathering together. It's, I don't know, it's, it hits different. You know, you get to really get away from the world, especially now since everything is happening. We get to have a space where you can just, just forget all of that, leave it at the door and just come as, as a community and worship the Lord, be with friends, eat food, and yeah. just, you know, hang out. And I cannot imagine how it must be being in youth or being a pastor, being a leader during this time. But yeah, like Michaela said, you guys are essential workers for sure. Like <laughs> you guys deserve so much because it's hard. It I will, is hard. I will say one of the saddest things for me is that I ordered Krispy Kreme donuts in March and I haven't gone to pick them up. I keep having them. Wait, you back. can't go and pick them. Are they closed? No, because well, we haven't had a youth group. We oh. ordered like six dozen Krispy Kreme donuts, and we keep having to like push the. I keep back. having to be like, "Hey, like, I'm gonna come pick them up maybe in a couple months. Like, I don't in know, 2021." <laughs> but 
like that sort of thing. Like we don't even get to share food. Got <laughs> yeah. the donuts. You should do a donut drive by. I was about to say that. You have thought about like it. a parade. Like, put a donut a on a broomstick in a. <laughs> I love that vision. That, <laughs> that's amazing. We have driven um, to students' houses. And like, hey, are you out? Like inside? Okay, we're outside, so we want to so, come out. Come out. <laughs> Stories about being in the youth men. About not about <laughs> more of like just the funny things that you guys probably didn't expect to experience or you were looking forward to and then it turned out something different or just funny things that you guys can share about your jobs because like you guys said having that job is fun it's hard it's challenging but it's fun a lot of people don't have that kind of very youthful part of their job in their life so let's talk about that oh, yeah. let me i just feel like we have to start with nyc okay let's do it we're just gonna, we're just gonna dive in so nyc nazarene youth conference um 2019 2019 we went together in 2011 as students mm -hmm. and so we um had the pleasure of taking 17 15 15, 15 17 including us mm -hmm. 15 students um to phoenix arizona the hottest, which, place, on the hottest place in the world <laughs> um so yeah the whole time leading up to that trip we were like let's just stop and acknowledge that there are um, 15 families who are letting us take their students across the country. Let's just recognize, like, let's acknowledge that and say a quick prayer. Um, <laughs> because that's terrifying. Like, we were only young 24-year-olds at the time. Ooh. And so um, it just felt like, who are these parents who are crazy enough to let their students leave the country? not country, state with these 24-year-olds. Um, it just seems crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but it was like every time we made a step closer to the airport, I was like, are we really doing this? Is this really, are you sure? Is this really happening? No. And so um, we did obviously make it there back and everything was fine. Um, I don't want to like kind expose of. <laughs> our students. I, I mean... Ooh, I don't want to, no. like, call them out. They know. They really? know what they did. <laughs> they know what they did. So, um, okay. So the first night of the conference, mm -hmm. at almost, I, I would say, like, 12 of the 15 students that we brought all skipped, like, missed curfew. So curfew was midnight, which I felt like was generous since we had to be awake at, like, 6 and had just like crossed time zones and you know i thought it was nice <laughs> and so i like found out through a series of events that they were all like out in the lobby at like three in the morning and was so mad like and i like don't get mad often aubrey has noticed like a really interesting trend about me <laughs> um I only get mad at students when they're late to things. Epsiva can attest to that. In the um, morning, mostly. Specifically in the morning. <laughs> but I get mostly, like, really mad when kids are late. Because I just feel like it's not respectful. Like, I just, that's just what I feel. And so, um, I was, like, really, really upset. And 
But I will say, I stayed, I, I stayed awake that night for like an hour. I, like I found out at three in the morning and I just stayed awake for like an hour, like just seething so mad. And I was like, Lord, give me strength. It's only day one. <laughs> like, help me. So, and, our, and the kids are like genuinely really good kids. Yeah, they are. They They're don't really, normally do things yeah. like that. So the next morning I was like, everyone get your breakfast and come to my hotel room right away. We had to talk. <laughs> and I was like, who skipped curfew last night? And every hand just went up. Like, Except for like <laughs> And I was like, well, at least you're honest. So it was like. They, yeah. yeah. And, and they were doing out. like a prayer circle. Yeah. They were like, like they it, weren't was, even it was all good. It was a, you be proud. It was, we were praying. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> that is just a, um, excellent way to show that God can redeem <laughs> sinful situations. That's all that, that really means. So, but that week was a, it was a really good week. Mm-hmm. And probably the funniest slash scariest thing that happened. Oh, Lord. We thought we left a kid in Denver. Oh, on the way. I thought you were going to talk about something else. The hot bus. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Do both, both stories. Okay, I'll go first and then you share the okay, hot bus story. Um, we, there is a, a student who specifically is more rambunctious than the rest, um, who as we were getting on the plane to go from Denver back to Virginia, was running the opposite way, like off the plane. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, and he had forgotten stuff on charger. So I was like, okay, just make sure you get back on the plane. I'm like, that's it. That's all I said. And so we got on the plane and the doors closed. And this 800 number kept calling me. And I just like kept ignoring it. And um, so we were about to land in DC. And I was like, Aubrey, have you heard this specific student say anything? <laughs> yeah. And she said no, which is very unusual. And I was like, we left him in Denver. We were like, like, like looking back. Yeah. Um, or like, you and know, I, I was like, that 800 number was the airport. They were calling me to tell me that they, he was still there. And I just ignored it. And we left him there. I'm going to get fired. I didn't this know about the, the number. Yes. I didn't know people were calling. Yeah. And so anyways, we like, we found him. He, he was there. He was there. He was just sleeping. But that was like. <laughs> the most terrifying thing to me. Yeah, because, like, every time you're, like, counting your kids because you're the only chaperones. And, well, we went with some other people from the district. Yeah. But, like, we like every time we're on a plane, like, count the kids. But we were just so tired, I yeah, think, at that we point. Didn't. Yeah. We didn't even count because they had all gotten on and knew where they were supposed to be. Um, and we're like, well, I think we left him. We're like, yeah, it's going to be okay, though, like, if we did. <laughs> but he got back. Yeah, it was fine. What, what are the ages of these kids? High school. High school. Okay, okay. All high schoolers. Um, and so, so back up a ways. Oh, we got nice. to go to the Grand Canyon, which, which was, was amazing. amazing. We had yeah. such a good time. Um, everyone, most everyone was fine. I mean, some people got left on a hike, but our kids were fine. Yeah. They all got back. Ours were fine. We get on the charter bus. We all have our little matching t-shirts on. And we're exhausted and hot. Literally the hottest you will ever be in your entire life. And we start going back to our hotel, which was in a little town outside the Grand Canyon. And can I just say something? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yes. People right. say in Phoenix that you don't sweat because there's no humidity. That is a lie. It is a big lie. Yeah. We found that out quickly. Continue. It's dry heat, but it's heat. Yeah. Um, and so hot. we get on the bus. We're going back to our little town. We're all hot, sweaty, tired. Our 13. little town of Phoenix. So we had left Phoenix and then we went back to Phoenix. That's right. 
Um, and so we were going in through the desert. I feel like you tell this better, but I'll just be there. We were going through the desert, literal desert, cacti, all abound. And we like start to notice there's some things happening with our bus. And do it. I just go. So much. Go for it. Okay. Sorry, this is very typical of me taking over. I'm no, but she sorry. remembers. Um, so we were driving back to Phoenix, and we were about an hour outside of Phoenix, and Aubrey looks at me and said, like, prepare yourself, the bus is going to break down. And I was like, no, it's not. Don't speak that kind of evil truth, like, right now. And so we keep going, and like five, ten minutes later, she's like, it's going to break down. Just wait. Ten seconds later, the bus is like, boom, 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 boom like, off the, drive off the road. And I was like, okay, witch Aubrey, like, what in the world? Um, I just, like, it wasn't, I had a sense. Yeah. So do you want to pick, do you want me to keep going? We can, like, flip-flop. Okay, Anyways, okay. we, we break it down in the middle of the desert yeah. with 70 students on our bus, 60 students. Yeah, a full charter bus. There was two charter buses, I will say. Ours broke down. The one behind us did not. Yeah. So we were in the bad bus, the hot bus, hot as we bus. call it with all of our students. Um, and they're, the bus driver's like calling people, like the leaders are getting up, talking to the guy. And we're stuck literally inside the road. We can't get off the bus because it's too hot outside the bus. And it's a literal interstate. Like there are cars going 70 miles yeah, an hour. I think it was like 111 degrees outside. And we, were in, we had to stay in the bus because it was cooler. Cooler. Yeah. Um, and we started to get a little panicky. Like some of the kids started like acting out a little bit, like we're tired and hot, didn't know what to do. Um, Olivia got up to kind of manage some things with like the bus, because the bus company was not being helpful at all. Yeah. They, this poor driver, I felt so bad for him. They, like he was in such a tough spot and they were just not helping. Um, but we ended up, was, was there anything in between that that you remember? Um, well, the other, the, the other bus came behind us. Yeah. They had stopped to get food, which we didn't let our students do that because we're the worst. Um, and the other bus came behind us and they had like 11 seats on their bus that were free. And so me oh, and two yeah. other leaders were like, okay, who are we going to pick to put on the cold bus? <laughs> Only the few. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we like, who deserves to get on the bus? And I was like, none of my students deserve it. Don't yeah. let we're any gonna, of them. We were going to let bus. the kids. We're like thinking there were some older people yeah. on our bus. And like, was there a pregnant woman? I think. Yeah. So we actually, just the older, we were like, okay, none of the students are going to go because they're all the worst. Like, they're all being the actual worst. So we're oh. not all of them, but a lot of them are being terrible. And so we like let the older woman who was like actually going to pass out go on the other bus. But we made everyone else. We were like, well, there are 10 open seats, but none of you get them. Because, we just saw it was fair. Like, because yeah. if our kids, you know, like if our kids, if we picked a few, it just went. Yeah, we're like, someone's going to riot if they don't get on the other bus, and we don't need that right now. So we had, like, kids hanging out of the windows, like, holding open the emergency windows. Because they don't stay open. Yeah, they don't stay open. So kids were, like, hanging out the side of the bus. Like, Burning their feet yeah, on the it window. Was, it was mad. Um. And we, I think we were there for like an hour and a half, yeah. just sitting in the bus. None of us had water. Like they came and brought us water, I think, at yeah. one point. None of us had water. It was truly like a, a situation where like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. we're going to lose. Like, I guess we bus. could all hitchhike back. I don't know. Um, but then, did we get a new bus? I don't even remember. We got that. a new bus, yeah. And it was like a luxury bus. It, like, actually had cell phone chargers and yeah, AC. Yeah, it was so, so nice. It was really nice. Yeah, our bus didn't have AC. Like, even when it wasn't broken down. Yeah. 
So it was a whole like literal hot mess. It was really not great, but we got back on the new bus and we were going back to the hotel and we were like, you know what? It's the last night. We're going to make the best of it. Um, and we're just going to go like have a huge pool party, order tons of food. And we get back to the hotel and the pool was closed. They had literally drained it. They drained the pool. <laughs> and we were like, what? So it was just all around not great. We ordered a bunch of Chinese food, pizza, call it a day. And we learned a lot. <laughs> about I never got to go to any of those trips. There was oh, only two that was during my time. Yeah. I was either too young or too old. Yeah. So, but that sounds really fun, even though you guys shared the the bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> it was a really good trip, though. I mean, it was obviously oh, yeah. awesome. It was great. But yeah, that's just, I mean, besides things catching on fire. Yes. We've had a few things catch on fire. Carry it's on. like the heat? Oh, no, not specifically in Phoenix. No, no, no. Just <laughs> oh, <laughs> like in general. In general. Yeah. I plugged in a karaoke machine and it caught on fire. And instead of like dropping, I like picked it up and ran outside with it. Every time something catches on fire, I pick yeah. it up and run. I don't know why. It's happened twice. <laughs> both times I just, my instinct. Was it the karaoke machine that was in the cafe? No, mm-hmm. it's like this out of the closet. I was like, oh, maybe it works. And I put a CD in it, like turn it on. And it just like, yeah. And then something in the deep fryer caught on fire. Like there was a bin full of towels and it was very strange in the deep, in the bottom of the deep fryer. And it kept smoking. And I was like, I think it's just the oil. And like an hour later I opened it and it was on fire. And so I picked it up and just ran outside and we caught it on. um, We got like the security tape footage of it. And it was very funny. So memories, we have that forever. Yeah. I don't know why that always happens. Yeah. I don't know. Bad luck. Misfortune. Minish, like student ministries, <laughs> the things catch on fire. I feel like you want to share that. I don't know if it's the story that you want to share, but when we went to King's Dominion. Yeah. Oh my God. I, did, I couldn't be the one to bring it up. I just, <laughs> you, can, you can say it. It's okay. fine. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like everything, youth ministry is not all bad. There's a lot of good oh, stuff yeah. in youth ministry. This particular thing was not good, but it's, I blame myself. I really do. In hindsight. Why do you say that? Well, let me tell you why. (laughs) I came on as a youth pastor when I was 22. And so I was young. And a lot of the kids that I were in my youth group, I was in youth group with. And so I think it's fair to say that I had to like kind of build respect. And like, it was really hard for People, especially in Epsiba's <laughs> grade, like not to see me just as a friend, but as like an authority. We were seniors, yeah. Yeah. Right, I think. Right. yeah. And so um, I, the first summer that I was there, one, like some of our really like key leaders stepped down, which was fine. It was like time for them to transition out. So I was like short leaders, but I was like, I'm going to take these students to King's Dominion, which is an amusement park about two hours from um, our, our church. And also, I'm going to drive the church bus for the first time into the city that it's in, which is not wise. Um, and so we took like two busloads of kids. Um, and I was like, pretty lax about like the rules. But my only thing was, we're going to meet up two times during the day. <laughs> you have to like be in groups 
and we're going to meet up two times. Those are my only requirements. Um, you have, you have to meet me when I say you have to meet me. Um, and that's like, that's it. So at these times, and so it was the first group, like the first time we were supposed to meet and we were going to meet for lunch. And there was this group of kids who were like 10 minutes late. So I texted them and they were like, we're waiting on a ride. Like we'll be there. And I was like, <laughs> no, you're going to come now. And so like 10 minutes pass and they're like, we're alive. We're fine. Like we'll be there in a little. And then like 20 minutes pass a half an hour. And it was like an hour, hour and a half later until I saw them. And I was like, so livid. I was, <laughs> again, they were late, which apparently makes me really mad. And they like show up and I was like, I can't even look at you guys. I'm so mad. Like how, <laughs> how, how dare you? How dare you? You know? And I was like, so mad. Are, are you asking me a question? Yeah, this story, like, I feel like I've heard it before. <laughs> That's what I, I I was mean, Did you happen to be one of those people? What? Epsaba was in that group of people, which was very disheartening to me because she was, like, one of the good ones. <laughs> so it's like she fell so far. If it was senior year, was it, like, before senior year or, like? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So It was before I actually got to do my internship with you guys. Right. <laughs> so it was like, I was so mad. And I was mad because it was like four really like solid students. And I was like, you're leaders. How, whatever, like so mad. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said because it just always like anger. And I will say that at the, like now in ministry, I would react so different to that situation. Um, but the rule was, like, if you are late to our meeting, like, you're going to have to stick with me all day. But I was so mad at them. I was like, I don't even want to be with you guys. Just go away. I don't even want to be with you. You actually sent us a timeout. <laughs> well, yeah, we packed our, we packed our lunches um, so they could, like, save money on food. And we had to, like, exit the park. But none of them packed. They all wanted to buy lunch. And I was like, I don't even care. Go sit in the hot bus. I don't even care. <laughs> Just go sit there and think of what you did. And don't eat anything. <laughs> yep. So we went to the bus. It was hot. We all hung out. We're all like, memories, man. Memories. <laughs> and then, and then Axa posted a picture on Instagram that night <laughs> of her group. And what was the caption, Axa? I think the caption was like, this is the team that got the timeout and it was just yeah. like a fun, something like that. Yeah. The timeout like, group. Take it down. <laughs> take it down now. <laughs> I changed the caption because he told me to yeah. change the caption. I was so mad. Here's the thing. When we went to King's Dominion, it was like on a weekend. A lot of people were there. We were really wanting to ride roller coasters. We literally did not get to ride any roller coasters except for the, I don't know what it's called them. Anyway, we yeah. went on the very first one, and the line was so long. So we're like, it's all right. It's like, what, 10 a.m.? We have two-ish hours in line. We'll be fine. It literally took that long. When you called us or texted us to come back down, we were so close. We're like, we can't go. We're this far. <laughs> we can't just so, give up. We yeah. haven't written anything yet. You guys are the real winners of that whole thing because you didn't really get punished at all. It was fun. I'm you not going to lie. <laughs> I missed that. No, those are good. Those are good kids. Oh, that was okay. I did feel bad. 
I will say that. I felt bad and I felt guilty. But it's just like, it's kind of funny. Come on. It was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'm trying to remember why you told me this story. Like, this sounds so familiar, Epi. You've definitely told it to me before. I feel but... like I have told told you. Hmm. I'm sorry. Future Epi is sorry. It's okay. Future Epi. Future. Past Epi was just having fun. It was fun. She was just a senior. She was just a, she's just a wee little lass. She's learned so much. I was only five years younger than you guys. (laughs) (laughs) The difference between like a senior and a 22 year old, that is not that big. You found it? What does it say? Four friends equals four rides. Whatever. I remember (laughs) getting that text like, take it down. (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh. That's right. I have a screenshot somewhere with the original caption. Somewhere. You should send it to me. Because it's funny. So are there any last things you guys want to add to this podcast before we wrap it up? I would just say that it is so fun to Mm -hmm. be on here with you, Epsiba. Like... I'm thinking about high school you and like how much, and I, to all the listeners out there, I really mean this. I'm not trying to make her just like look good, but you really have like grown so much. And I think, I mean, I don't want to speak for Aubrey, but I think like, we're just so proud of you and like how far you've come and um, how you've grown. And it's like really fun to see you like thriving in an environment where you thrive. Yeah. So, cause you're so gifted. I remember just like having a conversation, but you're just so gifted in like so many different areas, you could do pretty much anything. Yeah. And I remember that was one thing you're like struggling with figuring out what to do because you just have so much skill in so many different areas. So it's so cool to see you like passionate and like loving where you are. Yeah. It's encouraging. And that you still like us. Yeah. (laughs) I love you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. I wanted to do something like this for a while, but we just like didn't even consider Zoom being a thing. Mm -hmm. But look at us now. Yeah. Zoom, yeah, Zoom has been amazing. Zoom is life. It's true. Zoom has taken over, honestly. Zoom University by now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I think I called Epi earlier. I was like, where do you go to school? Zoom University. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this podcast. It really has been amazing meeting both of you. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for having us. That was fun. It was so fun. I really funny when they exposed me just a little, but I loved that. It was. It's fine. I it still brings up past memories. I know. I'm still searching through your Instagram, and honestly, I'm getting far, and it's it's actually getting really entertaining. <laughs> I love this. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Ew. Okay. Anyway. um, So like we said at the very beginning of this podcast, you can seriously find this podcast on any platform, whatever you are comfortable using. I personally use Apple podcasts. A lot of people use Spotify. That's a popular Mm -hmm. one. I asked you guys, you should give us a rate, especially on Apple. You guys can just rate us and yeah, give us. So what you do is you slide the stars all the way to five, and then it's five out of five. Not four. 
Not yeah, three, you don't get one, anything else. Only five. But yes, slide it all the way to five and five. And then also comment and be like, hey, love this episode. You know, you can do that. I think, I know you can do that on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And like on me. social media, you can always like our stuff and you get mm-hmm. to be informed about what's the podcast about, who's in it. And you can also give us recommendations of like, it would be cool if you guys talked about this or talked about that. That way we know what else you guys want to hear. Or talk to this person or that person. Yeah, so contact us, reach out to us. You can find us at Perfectly Not Normal on Instagram and Facebook. And I think that's all for now. So bye for now. now.